Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast recording of the Old Testament. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll be using for the text the Joseph Smith translation of the Old Testament, along with many commentaries from general authorities of the Church, BYU professors, Bible scholars, and others. This format will be very detailed, and so if you want a deep analysis of the Old Testament, you come to the right place. Thanks for your attendance. Hi there, and welcome back. This will be for Isaiah chapter 66. This is the last chapter of Isaiah. Ah. Verses 1 to 6, The righteous shall be justified, the wicked punished. Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house that ye built unto me, and where is the place of my rest? In other words, where is the new temple? For all those things hath my hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord. But to this man will I look, even to him that is poor, and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. Blessed are the poor in spirit who come unto me, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He that killeth an ox is as if he slew a man i.e. the same person both sacrifices and yet sins. He that sacrificeth a lamb, as if he cut off a dog's neck, he that offereth an oblation, as if he offered swine's blood, he that burneth incense, as if he blessed an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abomination. Outward symbols are empty without the inward devotions, obedience, repentance, humility, and gratitude. Anciently, God required animal sacrifice as a token of the coming of his son, Jesus Christ, to atone for the sins of men. But the people took the form of worship that was to teach them faith in the coming of Christ and turned it into a mockery. They maintained the outward form of the ordinances, but lost the spiritual meaning, for they showed no corresponding inward righteousness. Thus, the very forms of worship that were intended to save them became an abomination and worked to their condemnation. In strong language, Isaiah revealed the Lord's feelings for their hypocritical religious observance. Those who killed the ox for sacrifice were viewed as those they offered, as though they offered a man an act of great wickedness. Other sacrificial offerings would mean nothing more than sacrificing a dog or pig, both of which were considered abominable. People had chosen their own ways instead of the Lord's. When called by God through his prophets, they refused to hearken. The result was delusions and fear fit rewards for evildoers. And that was out of the Institute Manual. Verse 4, I also will choose their delusions, i.e. the Lord will respond to their evils and punish them, and will bring their fears upon them, because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, they did not hear, but they did evil before mine eyes, and chose that in which I delighted not. The devil could not compel mankind to do evil. All was voluntary. God would not exert any compulsory means, and the devil could not. Verse 5, Hear the word of the Lord, ye that tremble at his word. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my name's sake, said, Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy, to your joy and they shall be ashamed. A voice of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice from the Lord that rendereth recompense to his enemies. Verses 7 to 14, Blessings to Zion. Before she travailed, in other words, i.e. Zion will suddenly be repopulated, she brought forth, before her pain came, she was delivered of a man-child. John the Revelator saw that there was indeed a travail as the woman, the perfected church of God, or Zion, brought forth the man-child, or the kingdom of our God and his Christ. Before Zion travailed to bring forth the multitude of her children, she travailed to bring forth the perfected kingdom of God, which will rule all nations with a rod of iron. This will happen at the second coming. Remember also that in September of 2017, there was a a sign in heaven where the uh, planet Jupiter exited the womb of the the, um, constellation Virgo, which was the 
man-child being born of the woman. Um, and so that, uh, that uh, prophecy of the, of, that we're talking about here also occurred in the constellations of the, of the heavens. So that sign's been given. Verse 8, Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in, in, in one day, or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. In this prophecy, Isaiah apparently promises that shortly after Zion is established in Jackson County, great numbers of unexpected peoples, including the ten tribes and other Israelite remnants, will join with Zion to prepare the earth for the millennium. These verses convey the feeling of suddenness and surprise at Zion's rapid growth. So as we approach the, or as we see some of the signs of the times, that the Lord is able to hasten his work in its time, and uh, we might be seeing some of that beginning to happen. Verse 9, Shall I bring it to birth and, sh- and not cause to bring forth, saith the Lord? Shall I cause to bring forth and shut the womb, saith the Lord? Saith thy God, Rejoice ye with Jerusalem, and be glad with her. All ye that love her, rejoice with joy for her. All ye that mourn for her. In the last days, both Jerusalem and the covenant will be restored. That ye may suck and be satisfied with the breasts of her consolations, that ye may milk out and be delighted with the abundance of her glory. For thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river. In other words, abundantly, and the glory or the wealth of Gentiles shall like a flowing stream. Then shall ye suck, ye shall be borne upon her sides, and her and be dandled upon her knees. As one whom his mother comforteth, so will I comfort you, and ye shall be comforted in Jerusalem. And when ye see this, your heart shall rejoice, and your bones shall flourish like an herb, and the hand of the Lord shall be known toward his servants, and his indignation toward his enemies. Even though the Jews have long rejected Jesus Christ as their Messiah, at a critical time in the future, he will appear to them. And we know that to be when he appears on the Mount of Olives uh, at the time of Armageddon. Elder Charles W. Penrose described that great event which will occur during the Battle of Armageddon. His next appearance will be among the distressed, nearly vanquished sons of Judah. At the crisis of their fate, when the hostile troops of several nations are ravaging the city and all the horrors of war are overwhelming the people of Jerusalem, he will set his feet upon the Mount of Olives, which will cleave and part asunder at his touch. Attended by a host from heaven, he will overthrow and destroy the combined armies of the Gentiles and appear to the worshipping Jews as the mighty deliverer and conqueror so long expected by their race. And while love, gratitude, awe, and admiration swell their bosom, the deliverer will show them the tokens of his crucifixion and disclose himself as Jesus of Nazareth, whom they had reviled and whom their fathers put to death. Then will unbelief depart from their souls and the blindness in part which has happened unto Israel be removed. A fountain for sin and uncleanness shall be opened to the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and a nation will be born unto God in a day. They will be baptized for the remission of their sins and will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, and the government of God as established in Zion will be set among, set up among them, no more to be thrown down forever. The allusion to a woman giving birth who is delivered of a man-child recalls a similar reference in Revelation 12, in which a woman is depicted as struggling to give birth and bringing forth a man-child. This child is identified in the Joseph Smith translation as the millennial kingdom of God. The man-child referred to in Isaiah Zion and the child referred to by John in Revelation are probably the same. This is good news for Jerusalem who will rejoice at the word. Remember also that in the symbolism, yes, that uh, the man-child is the kingdom of God coming forth from the church, but also that the the constellation in Virgo uh, that also occurred in September of 2017, that sign has also been given. Uh, Verses 14 and a half to 18 and a half, the Lord shall return in power and glory. 
For behold, the Lord will come with fire and with his chariots like a whirlwind to render his anger with fury and his rebuke with flames of fire. Chariots and the whirlwind symbolize God's power in bringing justice. The whirlwind also suggests the swiftness with which the Lord comes to destroy the wicked. For by fire and by his sword will the Lord plead with all flesh, and the slain of the Lord shall be many. In Hebrew, all flesh shall be judged by the Lord. 17. They that sanctify themselves and purify themselves in the gardens behind one tree in the midst, eating swine's flesh and the abominations and the mouse shall be consumed together, saith the Lord. Several examples of forbidden practices are listed here. I can't imagine eating a mouse anyway. Verse 18. For I know their works and their thoughts. It shall come that I will gather all nations and tongues and they shall come and see my glory. So 18 and a half to 21 is the gathering from all nations. Verse 19, And I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape of them unto the nations to Tarshish, the son of Javan, Pul, the son of Ham, and Lud, the son of Shem, that draw the bow to Tubal, and Yavan, the founder of the Greek race, sons of Japheth, to the isles afar off that are not heard, that have not heard my fame, neither have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. Orson Pratt taught that this sign was the Book of Mormon. It may also be known as an ensign, whose purpose is to stand as a beacon to draw people to Zion. The named places were the extent of the known earth in ancient times, symbolizing the truth that the Lord would reach out into the ends of the earth. Verse 20, And they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto the Lord, in other words, new converts are an offering to the Lord, out of all nations upon horses and in chariots and in litters and upon mules and upon swift beasts to my holy mountain, Jerusalem saith the Lord, as the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel unto the house of the Lord. The new converts will use whatever means of transport they can find to travel to Zion. Uh, and then as the children of Israel, we're talking about Mormon missionaries here that are being sent to, uh, to, to bring everybody home into the temple. Verse 21, And I will also take of them for priests and for Levites, saith the Lord. Verses 22 to 24, Blessings of the Millennial Way. Or millennial day. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. So uh, those of us that survive the millennium will live forever. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to another and from one Sabbath to another shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord. These two verses form a fitting conclusion to a great prophetic book. Israel is the nation of priests but chosen so that along with her all flesh may pay homage to the God of the whole earth. It is in worshiping that the unity of the nations is realized before me. That was out of the interpreter's Bible. Verse 24, And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of the men that have transgressed against me, for their worm shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched, and they shall be an abhorring unto all flesh. These verses relate to the second coming of the Lord and the events that will immediately precede it. Verses 15 to 16 refer to the destruction of the great army that will gather against Jerusalem just before the millennium begins. Zechariah taught that once the battle was over, those of the heathen nations who survived would eventually turn to Jehovah, and great holiness would prevail in Jerusalem or among God's people. This teaching closely parallels what Isaiah revealed here. The wicked will be gathered for destruction. Those who are scattered throughout the, na the heathen nations, Tarshish, Pul, Lud, and so forth, will bring an offering to Jerusalem, and the holy people of God will marvel at what God has done to the wicked. Evidently, many will then join the church, and the Lord said he, would, he will take of the Gentiles for priests and for Levites. In other words, they shall receive priesthood. 
And that's the end of the chapter. And I hope that hope you liked Isaiah. I hope that the narratives and some of the some of the things I read will, were helpful in better understanding Isaiah. Anyway, that's the end of Isaiah. We'll see you next time. Bye.